glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, J.M. And I am Jared. Woo! The yes, crowd yes. goes wild at Jared's triumphant return to the podcast. I know, I missed the last one. I apologize. That's all right. It was a good one because you yeah. went there. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that, that was going to be my joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I specifically said it to beat you to it. Oh, perfect. Uh. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was nice. Um, yeah, Nadim was, was wonderful, and uh, it was fun talking about Karma Zoo. Mm-hmm. But you were busy being covered in puppies, right? Which is I was, also yeah. A I was, um I was just so exhausted, and by the time I was going to record, I'm like, I need to take a nap, because they're asleep, and <laughs> I need to sleep. Um, but yeah, uh, puppies are doing good. Uh, are you still in possession of all 13 puppies, or have they begun to get fostered out? No, no, God, thank God, no. We have, um, we're down to six. Oh, that's great. So, they are, yeah, they're, um, so as, as of tomorrow, they'll be seven weeks old. Yeah, um, wow. So, yeah, they, they're starting getting adopting them out. And, you know, it's funny because we have six six puppies left. And, you know, six puppies is a lot to take care of. Uh-huh. But goddamn Cohen from 13, this is a, cake, <laughs> this is a cakewalk. <laughs> it's so easy and so much more manageable. <laughs> this, this, is so. just, this is just where you stop then. Six dogs. Yeah, just keep six dogs, yeah. Well, I keep, yeah. like, the, the, they get, I mean, they're getting so big and so big, it's like, oh, man. But, but it's been good. Um, yeah, we've just been going, you know, like, to just some homes, different people, and, you know, yeah. obviously we've been kind of screening people, so they're not going to just anybody, and um, good homes. And, you know, I think that's kind of the thing. Um, so my girlfriend was telling me, she's like, yeah, these guys are going to be somebody's best friend. And I was like, yeah, mm. that's that's true. So this, you know. For all the pain that it's been, um, ultimately it's good. Good, and good. Down to I guess six. for any <laughs> for anyone who doesn't who wasn't around for uh, to hear what how this came about, Jared and his his girlfriend uh, took in a dog who was pregnant. You knew she was pregnant. She was a yes. stray, right? Yeah, yeah. She was just kind of darting in and out of traffic, Oof. and so they took her in and took care of her while she gave birth to thirteen puppies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for the past seven weeks, I mean, how long did you have her for the past two months ish? Yeah, we've we've had we had her for probably about two weeks before she gave birth, and the puppies okay. turn seven weeks tomorrow. So this is an adventure. This is a yeah, yeah. It's, a... it's 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 been a long time. I was like <laughs> thinking about it. Like I just don't I don't know what. Like once they're all gone, I'm gonna be like I don't know what the fuck to do. It's going to be so quiet, and it's going to smell so nice, and it's just <laughs> going to be sad. weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad it's working out for all parties involved. Yeah, me too. I Because um, it's, you know, the thing I said, it's like that's so many that, you know, hey, we adopt out five. Like, well, we still have so many left, you know, and even yeah. still, we got six left. Like, I still have to find six homes for dogs, but... <laughs> So many. So far, it's been good. So it's like I will just keep trucking along these past couple weeks, you know. Yeah. They're the or these next upcoming weeks, rather. Yeah. 
Well, in honor of your grand adventure, and since we don't have a guest this week, uh, we do have a guest next show. Pretty excited about that. But we don't have a guest, so in honor of your recent adventures, we are going to talk about um, wonderful animal companions or, you know, little companions throughout video games. I guess they don't necessarily have to be animals, technically. Um, but yeah, companions, animal companions in video games. Yeah, a good old list liked. episode. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Cue the list music. List, 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 list. Okay. Welcome to Watch Mojo's Top 10 Animal Companions. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since you've been... Um, waist deep in dog doo-doo why don't you go first sure I'll, I'll go with um the first one on mine which is the first one that came to mind when you said this and of course it's a dog um mm. man it's dog meat from the fallout franchise Yeah, I knew dog meat was going to come up. I, it's just he's classic, and I like so if if people haven't played any of the like earlier Fallout's, they might not know. But he's like been in there since the first one. Yep. Um, yeah, you can get him in one, and then there's like a kind of a secret area you can go to in two where you can recruit him as well. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, there's the um, I forget what they call it, but there's like one of the one of the random encounters. So like you. For anybody who's not played the old school Fallout's, like rather than being a big open world, you kind of travel between hubs, and while you're traveling, random things can happen, like come across yeah. traitors, attacked by wolves, whatever. Yeah, there's like an overworld map, and then it'll kind of almost Final Fantasy style, like, and you go into the lo the the smaller instance. Yeah, um, and in Fallout Two, particular, there was all kinds of wacky things, like you could come across a crashed UFO. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Well, the there's one death from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was just so fun. <laughs> um, but there's one, and I I wish I could remember what it's called. But it's like this big church, and it's all like characters, um, either from Fallout One or unused like assets from Fallout <laughs> One. So you can meet people, and they're just like, oh hey, like I know, like they know who you are, and they talk about game, or they just, and it's kind of cool, and it's a little just Easter egg. But in there yeah. is do is dog meat from the first game, and you could actually recruit him as a companion, and then take him out of there, and he'll go into the world with you, which is cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then of course he, you know, he was in Fallout Three and and Fallout Four as well, actually playing part of a role in the story in Fallout Four, but um. You know, it's it's great because it's like you know who doesn't love having a dog companion in the wasteland and Fallout itself being heavily influenced by uh, a boy and his dog, uh, which is a film based on a book of the same name about a boy crossing through an apocalyptic wasteland with his dog. Oh wow! Um, and his dog. Oh, you really? You didn't know that? Yeah, no. The dog in the movie and in the book, the dog's name is Dog Meat, which is where it comes from. Oh, wow. So it's a, yeah, like a, obviously, Fallout is, you know, more popular, so people would think that, but it's like, yeah, they like, they almost kind of just stole it from <laughs> from this <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, it's cool. I mean, it's a very, um, you know, Harlan Ellison, who, like, wrote I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, 
Yeah. And the stories that, like, the Terminator are based on and stuff. So he wrote A Boy and His Dog, uh, the short story. The movie's pretty good, too. But, yeah, that's where Dog Meat comes from and uh, as is my number one animal companion for being that's... next to me in multiple games. That's that's a, he's a great choice. Uh, I can't pick dog meat because, and and I'm sure longtime listeners of the podcast will know this story, um, or not. It's not a cool story. I played Fallout, and when I was playing Fallout, I was very in a video game mindset, and someone was like, "Hey, that dog won't let me go over here. It's like dangerous and barking." And I was in a very <laughs> I don't know. I was in a this is an apocalypse mindset. And so I shot the dog. And, but you, uh, <laughs> I was just saying, you know what's great about the original Fallout, though, is that you're like, you can do that, and that's a way to do that quest. You can just do that. And I, I shot that dog and killed it. And the guy was like, you didn't have to kill it. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do, man? It's a dangerous animal. Um, yeah, I didn't know you could recruit companions, actually, the first time I played Fallout. I played that. 100% solo. It was hard. Yeah, that's hard, man. The The companions in the OG Fallouts are so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Except for the ones that are literally designed to not be beneficial, but that's uh, that's a different <laughs> story. That's, that's another thing entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my first will be... I think I'm going to go with one who's a little less useful... Okay. A little less functional, because dog meat is functional. And, like, I remember my friend playing Getting Dog Meat, and there's that big mobster behind the desk. Apparently dog meat was the final attack on that boss. So, like, <laughs> dog meat takes a bite, and he just bursts open. That's fucking awesome. Dead all over the place. <laughs> um, God, what is that trait called that you can get in Fallout that is just the best? Bloody mess. Bloody mess. Yeah. What a cool trait you can get in a video game like doesn't increase your stats just means that like massive damage always results in ex like just a bloody mess just, just gore yeah um but less functional and more recent is uh cerberus from hades <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not technically an animal companion, um, but very good boy. And <laughs> they they have such a wonderful. I guess there will be spoilers for Hades in this, um, but uh, you know Cerberus is the guardian of of the underworld, three headed dog, and he's giant in the game, and like you know. Hades himself is huge, and Cerberus is just massive compared to him. Uh, and he's your he's your he's your household pet when you're at the beginning of the game in your household. Um, but he is the final guardian of the final gate out of the underworld at the end. And I don't know; it's just nice that you can pet him and play with him and. Zagre uh, Zagreus will talk to him and stuff like that. And he's just a good dog. He's a good boy. And um, and then I guess I just won't say the thing that happens when you get to the boss fight 
against Cerberus, but it's great. <laughs> have you done it? Have you played Hades? No, I haven't actually. <gasps> Jared, you I can. Know. I know. Oh, Jared, you gotta play. You gotta play Hades. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. I mean, if you if you were if you're pressed for time, you could like um they have what's called god mode where okay. every every time you die, your character like buffs a little bit. Oh, so it's cuz even though it's a roguelike, it just makes it easier each time. Yeah, cuz dying like you there's no way to get like cuz what's wonderful about Hades is that the story is written across your many attempts to escape the underworld. Yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that, like, the roguelike element was part of the narrative. Yeah. Which and I think is it's, cool. Oh, it's so beautifully done. Um, and so... Uh, but so the god mode thing lets it so that you will get through things faster than you would if you were just playing it on natural. If you were in a hurry to get through it. Yeah, um, it's not so much time. It's just oh, there's so many games to play and so many, you know. Mm -hmm. I just and that's just one that like th there's so many games like that where they come out and I you know I hear they're good and I want to play them and I'm like cool and I like wishlist it on Steam or in some cases just buy it, mm -hmm. and then like time gets away from me, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then it's like oh yeah now at this point I'm like yeah I still haven't played Hades you know or whatever so like yeah yeah I need to play it. Well, I'm glad I didn't spoil the Cerberus the boss fight then. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, it's very satisfying. Nice. Well, yeah. Um, well, if you if you go back and play an old game that you should that you're supposed to play, I would say Hades is one of them. It holds up. It I, it holds up to the hype. Oh, good. That's good. It yeah. It's a game that is popular because it is good. Nice. Um, and like, what what is that? Who's that that makes Supergiant? I'm not a like not. I don't think for me at least, not all of their games really hold up really well. But you can see like the progress that they've made over the years. Like each one is better than the last. Mm -hmm. Um. So like going back and playing, I think I tried to go back and play Bastion, and I just bounced off of it really hard. Um. But that game is you know quite old at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like over 10 years old, ain't it? Yeah, so I mean, that's like, it's the predecessor. Like, there's, there's Bastion, Transistor. I can't remember if they did another one in that style before Hades. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Hades is the culmination of it. And it's so good. And Cerberus is a good boy, and you can pet him and talk to him and give him treats. You can give him treats? Oh. Yeah, you can give him treats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so that's all I can say about Cerberus. Nice. Oh, made it through that whole thing without saying hey, these nuts. Um, so I'm proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess I'll go with, there, there's only one other dog I put on the list. And this okay. one, just a quick one, um, just because I thought he was so cute. Uh, but that's the Polter Pup from Luigi's Mansion. Uh, 
Oh, Falter <laughs> Just a little ghost dog. Um, I mean, Luigi's Mansion, the whole franchise, is uh, they're, they're great games. Mm-hmm. Lots of character and, you know, lots of person. You know, classic, like, like classic mainline Nintendo stuff. Um, and yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3, chef's kiss. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Polterpup, you know, little ghost dog companion. You know, kind of like a, a, a Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of looking thing. I don't know. I'd, if anybody's not familiar with Luigi's Mansion, it's just a Mario spinoff where you are the Ghostbusters. Where Luigi's a mm-hmm. Ghostbuster. Um, mm-hmm. But it's super cute. And yeah, you got your little ghost dog companion and he's got his little ghost tongue and he licks your face and he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that—that's basically it. Yeah, I, like he doesn't really do much in the game aside from I think he can like give you hints, like yeah. where his secrets are and stuff. But yeah, good little ghosty boy. Nice. I uh, I have I have a dog that that is one just not not that good of a, a companion but also just since you said hey these nuts it reminded me that this dog exists uh it's the dog from Dakota. Uh, <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you did but now i know yeah the D- dog <laughs> yeah i might bleep those oh good uh but you know he laughs at you whenever you miss shooting all the ducks and is a jerk and so you you inevitably shoot him <laughs> but it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I have a I have one is from a game you probably haven't played called The Flame in the Flood. By I have not played that game, so yeah. <laughs> it's an indie game by the Molasses Flood. Um which is the name of the developer, but it's also a historical event. Um, but the Flame in the Flood is a game where you're in kind of like, I don't know, the South somewhere in America or something like that, and you're on this river that has flooded. And you're playing this woman, and you have a dog with you named Aesop. And you're on a raft, and you kind of go from island to island, scavenging for things to, to craft with. Uh, you upgrade your boat and you get food and you cook and you like scare away crows to get feathers and you try not to get in fights with wolves if you can help it because they will fuck your shit up um it's a really cool game it's actually the first game i ever bought for switch when i when i got oh, a switch huh. yeah um but it's a really cool game really good and i wish i could remember the lead developer's name but she's great um and uh, but yeah, it's 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 cool. And Aesop in this is 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 a good companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he'll go like if there's something that like if there's an item on the ground that you can use, he will go up to it and bark and let you know that it's there. Stuff like that. You can fit him with little backpacks and you can store stuff on him, so he can like help you carry things. Um, he's really great. And in fact, he's so useful that. Uh, because of the nature of the game, it's 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 not a. I guess it is full on rogue like, mm-hmm. in that you don't. I don't think anything carries over from from session to session. No upgrades or anything like that carry over. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, but uh, Aesop 
basically the game starts in the opening menu. There's a skeleton with a backpack, and Aesop is walking around. And when you start new game or continue or whatever, he grabs the backpack and drags it off. And when the, the game begins, you or this woman like kind of banged up on the shore, and this dog comes up and gives you a backpack. <laughs> so nice. he's kind of the uh, you know the through line of the game. But yeah, you're just trying to follow this river and get all the way to the end, and it's uh, it's uh, it's cool. It's it's fun. It's it's a, a roguelike that is not combat oriented. Like you can do a little bit of combat, but you, you generally don't want to if you can help it. What is this game called again? The Flame in the Flood. That sounds cool. I'm gonna. Search that up on Steam real quick and uh, wishlist that. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It, it really is. And it's uh, it's got a good art style and a good vibe. And if I remember right, the soundtrack is really good. Um, and it was frustrating. It's it's one of those ones that doesn't tell you too much about how to play. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's not like from soft obtuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, like kind of like some of it you're kind of meant to like trial and error a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this looks this looks pretty interesting, man. It's neat, yeah. And like, I, I, there's the the river parts in between the islands, and you got to make sure not to bang up your boat. So you've got like two different styles of play as you're playing through, and it's it's a cool one. It's a it's a really good game. Huh. I'm gonna check this out. This looks really really interesting. Nice. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. Cool. But yeah, Aesop, good dog helps you out. Is is a good companion. Doesn't doesn't help you fight. It's not like a combat companion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is good. I don't I don't really want to hear my dog get hurt in a game. Yeah, there's something about that, right? Like <clears throat> you're like, oh, like you know, you can. I guess if it's like more of a mythical creature, like a mythical dog or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, like a monster dog or something. But um, yeah, well, you know, so companions that can fight. I'll go mm-hmm. with my my next one, who's my only uh, cat on the list. Oh, but if you ask him, he will adamantly tell you that he's not a cat. So I guess I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Morgana from Persona Five. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, you know, cute little dude and. Uh, it's funny because he—he te- technically speaking is not a cat. He's just mm-hmm. like a—I don't know, like a demon monster thing. But looks like a cute little like a like chibi cat. And then because uh, in Persona Five you kind of bounce back and forth between the real world and like the dream world. Yeah. So when he's in the real world, he literally is a cat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, cute. He's like one of the first, I think he's the first companion you pick up in that game, your first party member, um, and kind of guides you through like mostly the tutorial and is sort of like the exposition machine. Uh, but you know, Persona 5 has tons of charm and he's a, a great big factor to it. And I love that, you know, cause he'll, when you're walking around the real, real world, just being like a teenager, he like hangs out in your backpack and you know can tell you stuff like if you're taking a test he'll be like hey dad don't shouldn't you study or didn't you study this one and it's just (laughs) it's just so cute yeah it's like the idea like oh yeah you have your cat that hangs around but can talk to you but then also like turns into a uh a badass that helps you fight demons and (laughs) i love morgana (laughs) it's a win-win Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just the only thing is that he tells me to go to bed all the fucking time and it annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> go to bed. Yeah, you're tired. You should. You have a big day tomorrow. I'm a goddamn adult. Let me go out if I want. <laughs> <laughs> you love. Uh, but yeah, Morgana. My nice. cat companion. Cat companion. My only cat is uh, Spider Cat from Miles Morales, which is technically not a oh. companion. <laughs> Spider Cat. Oh. Do you know about Spider Cat? Have you played it? Uh, the Spider Man Miles Morales, not Spider Man yeah. Two, right? Yeah, I played Miles Morales. Yeah, is that cat in the bodega that has a little yeah. Spider Man hat on? I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, you can get the backpack with him in there. So not really a proper companion. It's a proper companion in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually ended up, it was funny, because I started working on this. I'm like, can I even think of like any good animal companions, any good companions? And then I ended up with too many. No. <laughs> um, too many that I like really was excited about. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of like, because I was looking like, you know, I look up lists and I was like, what, what, what games have like animal companions and stuff like that? Like, I was trying to jog my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one that I that I found that I was like, oh man, this is old. But that's not the one I'm going to talk about. A lot of them are talking about your horses, your mounts in these games. Sure, uh, Epona yeah. was almost the, the one of the first things I wanted to put on my list from Legend of Zelda because mm-hmm. I do remember in Ocarina of Time playing Epona's song and having the horse come running and me being like, this is the best thing ever. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that is such a cool moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, and then people are like, oh, your horse in Red Dead, or your or Roach from The Witcher, which is is okay. I mean, there is a cool scene in Witcher Three where you can do drugs and Roach will talk to you. Um, <laughs> but I I gotta say, and it's silly that for some reason this one is just the best, and it might just be because he can double jump. But Torrent from Elden Ring is a pretty sweet companion, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, honestly, that's, uh, you know, it's funny, because I, I, you mentioned the horses, I, that's another thing that I, I kind of went down and uh, have a horse on my, I have two horses on my list. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about um, uh, Torrent, but yeah, you're, you're right, I guess he serves a similar purpose in most any game with a horse, but he, yeah. he you know, like him being there with you always, and it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. He does. He, he he's the only one in Elden Ring that kind of sticks with you the whole time. Yeah, he is, and like is also like you know it doesn't. It only gets mentioned in passing in dialogue because that's how they fucking write that game. Um, but like Torrent is like some kind of big badass, and like Torrent chose you. Like, yeah, the reason that yeah. you are the chosen one is because Torrent was like this one right here. Um, and you probably wouldn't be able to do it without Torrent. God, oh, I cannot no imagine way, yeah. trying to play that game without Torrent. No, no. And he could double jump just right out the gate. He's a badass. He could double jump. And good companion. Not Maybe not a great companion, not a great animal companion in the strictest sense, but good teammate. In good terms of like a, yeah, like a, a purely mechanical, like, get around the map. <clears throat> thing you know like it's yeah. it's great yeah just having a mythical double jumping horse <laughs> yeah like yeah it's badass you know 
I want to mention this because you already you already said this, but um, I thought about the your horse in Red Dead too. And specifically for the way that game ends is why I think it 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 puts oh. it makes it worthwhile because this is this one's a little weird, right? Because it's not a specific horse. Yeah, you know, you can buy horses, you can capture horses, you can have multiple horses, you know. Um, and Red Dead Two, right? It's like all grounded in how realistic it is. So your horse can die, like if it gets shot or it falls off a cliff or whatever. And, you know, you can buy a new horse. So, all of that, whatever, right? But, and I guess I'll throw the spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't played the story of Red Dead 2. But at the very end of the game, right? Like, you know, you're going through and whatever horse that you have at the time, in a cutscene, gets shot. And, like, falls over and is dying. And Arthur Morgan gets off and he's like, oh, no, like, either boy or girl... And the guys are like, Arthur, Arthur, we gotta go. He's like, just give me a minute. Yeah. And he like sits there and has this moment where he like looks his horse in the eye. And I was like, God damn it! Like, it it could be any horse. And I think that's maybe what makes it great is like, because in the game, like you can buy any horse, you can get any horse, you can probably have multiple horses, and you'll upgrade your horse. But there'll be one that you'll kind of stick with. That at the at a certain point that happens in the game, and it's like, oh. Like, now that I no longer, like, like I didn't choose to, like, you know, like, I didn't do something dumb, like, fall off a cliff, or, and, yeah. you know, like, I can't just buy another horse. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I, this, you know, what was essentially just, like, a, a tool that I purchased to traverse the map, I, like, I don't know, now it just kind of, like, you know, humanized it a bit. And I think, I think that's a brilliant scene, and kind of yeah. an unexpected thing to do because people get attached to like you know their animals and games that are, are things like that where you can capture them and name them you know like pokemon you know yeah but yeah i thought that was a really powerful like story beat that they put in there yeah i mean and, and arthur like building a relationship with a horse because like in video games a horse just is you know just gets you from place to place yeah but in real life i mean some people do view horses as like someone who a a thing that just gets you from place to place or back then but like they're intelligent animals they have personalities and you can build a real relationship and they so yeah it's it's really nice because there is that mechanic in red dead 2 where like you you do bond with the horse you know to make him go faster have more stamina and stuff it's like brushing your horse feeding your horse Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) you do get attached have you heard the story about the voice lines with the horses? Um, I don't think so. Anna uh, sent me a link to this video, and it's like a it's a game con or comic con or something like that. That, and it's the guy that did Arthur Morgan and the guy that did um, the main guy uh, Dutch, mm-hmm. and they're answering questions and stuff like that, and. The guy doing Arthur was talking about doing the lines, and he was talking about doing the lines for all of the horses. And Arthur's interactions with the horses, there are just too many of them. You know, like there's so, there's not too many because they, Rockstar is thorough, but like there's so fucking many. 
um, you know, depending on the breed of your horse, depending on the gender of your horse, depending on like the circumstance you're in, what you're doing, what the weather is, like all these different, like whether you're going fast or slow, like how he speaks to the horse. Um, and so they went in and they had a, a recording session for the horse lines and they did it all fucking day. Just a just a whole day of the horse lines. And he finishes and he goes home and he's worn out. And he comes in the next day and the engineer's like, hey man, we've got to do the horse lines again. We've got to do a lot of the horse lines again. And he's like, what are you talking about? We did the horse lines. We, we did them. And the guy's like, yeah, but... Uh, here and he plays it for him and you know like Arthur sometimes is like good girl and stuff like that to the yeah. horse and in, in the, the first round of recordings it was like good girl <laughs> 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 and he's like oh yeah we gotta record those again <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> day of like nope we gotta do this again oh that's funny that's really yeah. funny <laughs> yeah uh yeah they do they do a wonderful job with that in that you know really trying to create those relationships i mean it's it's silly but as arthur you know progresses as a person you know showing his love and compassion for things yeah it's grow. it's 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 a I think it's a testament to just that game because they're gameplay mechanics, right? Like you, the horse yeah. to get around and, you know, feeding and brushing your horse to just make its stats better. Yeah. But it parallels with, as a player, you become attached to the animal. And then Arthur Morgan as a character generating more compassion and caring yeah. more about it. Like it, yeah, it just all works in tandem. Yeah. <laughs> It's really good. It's really good. Um. Well, you said you have another horse. Uh, I there. Yeah, there's actually one other horse on here, uh, on my list, and it is Agro from Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus. <laughs> The only word spoken in that whole goddamn game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one. That one I think is 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 interesting because, st uh, strictly speaking, it, it mainly is a tool to kind of get you to the colossi. Um, mm -hmm. But you also use them in combat. Uh, you know, because some of them are very large, and you have to kind yeah. of swoop around them, or some are fast. Um, but Shadow of the Colossus is it like a lonely game mm -hmm. you know and it's a it's a lone like right from the beginning of the story where you're like your your beloved is dead and you know you're going on this journey and then as you start to slowly just genocide out the people who live <laughs> the, the colossi <laughs> who live here um and you know when i was a kid i thought it was annoying that i'd have to like go find the colossus each time and just ride the horse and you know you you raise your sword up to kind of point you in the general direction Mm -hmm. but it's like you know as it's grown on me and as i've grown older i'm like yeah that's a really like great calm sort of reflective moment mm -hmm. you just kind of wander through this very beautiful uh like wasteland 
Um, and it's just you and your horse. And yeah, it being the only word that your character says also just, you know, kind of drills it into your head. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's another horse companion that I got. Nice. I guess I do have another one just on my list. It's Yoshi. Oh man, I I put Yoshi. (laughs) Oh, you have Yoshi? Yeah, Yoshi. I mean, how could you not have Yoshi? How could you not have Yoshi? Yeah, game changer. Super Mario World, Yoshi shows up. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Eats enemies for you. Changes what Yoshi can do based on the enemies. Different colored of Yoshis with different powers. Has those big old shoes? Can so just the big break shoes through and they stuff. Just, they 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 flutter their little shoes and they do their wow. big jump. It's so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Yoshi is the best. <laughs> Yoshi might be better than Torrent, except that Yoshi's double jump requires the death of Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those posts of like the Mario Maker <laughs> levels where you like to get up there? You have to jump and jump off of Yoshi. <laughs> and it's it's like those those frames from those levels and then it, people like I know what I have to do but I don't have the strength to do it. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I didn't mean to hop on one of yours, but yeah, Yoshi's well, Yoshi's it's, great. It's a classic, you know. Um, yeah. I've been playing uh, or I I played through it all, but I played through Mario Wonder. Um, oh yeah. These past couple weeks. Um, it's great, super, you know, super colorful, bright, just a, a game that's boosting with creativity. Um, yeah, and it's got Yoshi's in it. Um, and they, I don't know if you are familiar at all, but they kind of the way they handle the Yoshi's in the game are sort of like like the easy mode. Um, okay. So you you have you know you your Mario, Daisy, Toad, Luigi, who you can play as. But then there's yeah. four four colored Yoshis, so you can technically play four players with Yoshis. And the Yoshis, they do all the same things Yoshis do. They can eat enemies, they can do their flutter jump and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But they just don't take damage from enemies. Oh. They, they can die from falls and things like that, but they just, if they get hit by an enemy, they just get temporarily stunned. Oh, that's um, nice. So yeah, and so I was I was actually playing it with my, with my girlfriend, who's, you know, she doesn't play a lot of games and... You know, but I was like, "Hey, you play Yoshi," and she's like, was really getting into it. She's like, "Oh, I can like use my tongue to pick up the enemy, or like uh-huh. the hang of the double jump." And if you play as an, well, actually, any character, because you can also do it as another Yoshi, you can ride on top of the Yoshis. <laughs> and when you do that, you don't do anything, but the player controlling the Yoshi just like takes you along. Oh, that's cool, and it's cute. Yeah, it's just so fun. That's nice. Well, things have grown since the original appearance when, like, Mario would, like, bop Yoshi on the back of the head to get him to stick his tongue out and eat something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yoshi uh, is, is much more willing to eat stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's neat. Um, in, like, some of the other 2D Mario games, like the ones for the Wii, they had the, uh, like, the rabbit, right? Nabbit, who was just the, like, oh can't take damage this is the easy mode and they just had the one yeah. character right this yeah. uh oh and also in those ones too if you were to beat a level using nabbit it would just have like a different colored flag on your like completion thing mm. so which is seems kind of i guess i get why because it's so much easier to do but is a bit of a like oh well you didn't really beat it you know yeah uh 
Super Mario Wonder, no punishment whatsoever for using those characters. Nice. Which is just really nice. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, give, give people the option. It might be a thing where someone is like, I want to get through this level, so I'll play it with Nabbit. And then, like, what level, like, if they're a completionist, they might have wanted to, like, go back through and then, like, do it without Nabbit the second time or something like that. I get that, that's, but yeah. I, I just, I don't like that it's like a, you know, they almost, like, taunt you with it. Like, oh, well, this one's little. Yeah. Not, you know. That's like a, the new, uh, the the decryption things in Talos Principle 2. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Where you can like skip a level mm-hmm. and it leaves your decryption key there. So you can come back later and solve the puzzle to get your decryption key back if you want it back. But it's at least like a temporary like way to get past a level. I'll really like that. Yeah, that is a neat thing. I think that's that's mm. a really neat thing, especially with puzzle games, because sometimes with puzzle games, if you get to a spot where you just don't you just can't figure out the puzzle, then you just you're stuck. You can't yeah. progress, you know. So it's nice to have that. They've always done a good job. Like the first Talos Principle too. Like there was always another puzzle you could find to do. But yeah, even still, yeah. like getting stuck on a puzzle sometimes you're like, I need this one. Yeah. Um, and when it just doesn't uh, click with you, you know, like you, you're mm-hmm. looking at it and you're like, I just, you get so frustrated because it's a, like, I don't know how else I can like look at this puzzle to make it make mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Tell you speaking of uh, animal companions and the Talus Principle Two, uh-huh. not really animal companions, but there is a there's an island, uh, mm-hmm. or not an island, a little gazebo kind of thing in Talus Principle Two of cats. Mm-hmm. And you know you can go up and you can look at the kitty cats, and there's little like sonnets or poems or sayings about the cats, and mm-hmm. they're they're all real cats from all people, like either at Devolver or Crow Team or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Three of them are my cats. Three of them are your cats. Dang. Yeah. So two are the cats that I currently have, and one is my cat who uh, passed away a couple years, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. So. I you know what I it's funny because it was four cats that have passed, or at least you know generally ish. Was the idea, and I've had many cats in my life that have passed, and I didn't want for some reason it didn't cross my mind to use any of those cats. But I went with my neighbor's cat from 2020 that I'm no longer next to because he's oh. so good. <laughs> he's uh, so good. What was his name? Because I, I I played through the game and I I looked at all the kitties. So which he was Stanley Biscuits. Stanley Biscuits, oh, so cute. To Stanley Biscuits, the greatest neighbor, the best neighbor I ever had. I miss you every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, he was a great cat. You could, you, oh man, you could play with his belly. You could play with his toe beans. You could play with his ears. He was cool with everything. He was chill. He snored. Oh, <sighs> oh my god! I love yeah. cats that snore. <laughs> so good. His little tongue sticking out when he when he sleeps. Yeah, he was great. Oh, how adorable. Um, there's cats wandering around the city too, aren't there? There are, yeah, and you can yeah. pet them. You can pet them. So there's there's that. Um, you mentioned um, petting this cat's belly, and that just reminded me of a funny video I saw where it was like a guy, and he's like petting his cat, and his cat's all like happy. And he's like, oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? And then he goes and he, he touches his belly. And the cat, like, pauses, 
and then it the the screen goes all red and the cat starts like speaking in Japanese. He's like, "Human, you have touched my belly. By doing this, you have <laughs> you have an the the fear like the the ferocity inside me. I will choose to believe that this was a mistake this one time, but if you do it again, I will kill you." <laughs> But he's like speaking like jam- like an old samurai movie. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck cats. <laughs> They're so good. Did I ever did I ever on the podcast bitch about how much I hated Stray? I think we talked because we talked a little bit about it when it first came out, and you were like, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like you weren't a fan of it, I remember. Yeah. I was I was offended by kind of every aspect of it. I'm excited <laughs> about Little Kitty Big City. I'm very stoked for Little Kitty Big City. Um, but yeah, Stray was so weird. It was like, I'm a cat, but I only do what I'm supposed to do. And I take orders from a robot who tells me to go gather things around a town. And I'm like, this is not what I would do as a cat. <laughs> so mad. Yeah, Stray was kind of like, I thought it was fine. I didn't... It, I thought it was whatever. It was a fine little, like, what, four hours that it took. Um, yeah. But yeah, it played more like a... Um, just like a... Uh, I don't know, like a PS2-era platformer. Where you yeah, it was ha- just very you traditional. Ha- you happened to be a cat. Yeah. Rather than yeah. Like a cat game, which... I get that, yeah. But I was like, yeah, it's, what, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I was I was offended by it. yeah because it was basically just a video game where your character looks like a cat yeah absolutely yeah you're not really yeah it's it's not a cat game it's a game where no. you play as like you have a cat skin on your whatever you know yeah yeah it's like you can only scratch those places that are supposed to be scratched and if you hit the meow button you do one cute little meow and it like reveals the path to you and i'm like i want to hold this button down i want to ruin a robot's day with the sounds <laughs> i'm making why can't i piss where i want to things like that i i i think yeah what what i wanted i guess when someone was like a game where you can play as a cat was like i wanted untitled cat game yeah like untitled wanted, game but just as cat yeah yeah Dude, that would with be more cool. options yeah Follow a sunbeam around for an hour. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, no, 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 no shade on the the folks that made it. They made a cute game, I guess. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. Um, so my next one is not an animal companion, but they are the one of the. Wow, man, there's so many actually. Now that I think about it. Um, but first on my list, oh man, now that I think about it, maybe he's second on my list. But um, Bosco from Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you play Deep Rock Galactic, it's supposed to be like co-op, but... You can play the game solo, and when you play solo, you get a little floating, hovering robot companion named Bosco who shoots at enemies, will dig minerals for you, will help you do... so. There are certain types of missions that are easier with Bosco than they are with other players. Um, And Bosco is just great, will shine light on walls when you need light shine on walls, 
We'll shoot rockets. You can upgrade them and get cute little costumes, make it look like Bosco's wearing a barrel. Um, <laughs> and nobody else will see it because <laughs> it's only for single player. So it's just for you and Bosco. Um, but yeah, just a great companion. And now that I've said Bosco, like really any of the robot companions you find in in Deep Rock Galactic that you come across... Bosco's fantastic. Molly is a fucking menace. Um, Molly, for anyone who doesn't know, is your mule. It's a quadrupedal robot that you pour all of your minerals that you find into. And, you know, Molly has like TARDIS powers. Um, but Molly is Molly's a psycho. Uh, like the AI on Molly is just wrong enough that she will be a real pain in the ass. But it's nice. Like it's a it's. It feels like you just have to deal with this particular robot who works this way because she'll knock you off a ledge sometimes as she's just like marching through to get somewhere. Um, when you finish a level, you've got to get back to your ship and Molly goes back to the ship. And so like following Molly is like the most certain way to get back to the ship. But sometimes Molly, like if the shortest way to the ship is to go straight up a wall through a tiny hole in the ceiling, that is what Molly will do. <laughs> And you're just like, God damn it, Molly. Um, so she's just she's just great. Uh, and then there's... I'm just going to keep going because there's so many. Um, so there's Bosco. There's Molly. There's... Um, oh, I can't remember. There's a big robot you find sometimes that's covered in alien parasites. And when you find it, you have to fight it uh, and defeat it. And I think that's Betsy. I think that one's called Betsy. Uh, but then once you defeat it, you repair the robot, and it's just a walking uh, mortar platform. Like, just just destroys enemies that come into your path. Just an absolute beast. Uh, and then finally, Doretta, the giant drill dozer that digs down to the Amran Hearthstone for a specific type of mission. It's basically a tank with a giant drill on the front. Uh, it doesn't have guns, but it drills you to your final location and then explodes and you can you can recover you don't get anything for it but you can recover the head of Doretta and carry it back to the ship when you decide to leave the mission uh and it's hard to do cuz it's like a big heavy item and you like can't jump as high and you can't do it you can't shoot while you're carrying her head um but it's just something to do in solidarity <laughs> like this robot <laughs> got us down here um we got to bring her back. We're going to yeah. bring her head back. Yeah. And then on like the, the victory screen, like the head is in the corner. If you brought it back, just wonderful companions all around. Just, they just did such a great job with the, the little robot companions you get in deep rock galactic. Every one of them has a personality and they're just great. They make cute little robot noises. Oh my God. Haxi. Oh my God! You call down the hacking robot, Jared. You've never seen Haxy, have you? I don't know Haxy. Haxy is a hacking pod. You call down. It's the cutest goddamn thing in the world, Jared. It's a <laughs> hacking pod that you call down, and then when you start the hack, the hacking pod opens up, and like, it opens up, and there's like a screen and a keyboard, and there's a little robot mounted to the pod. <laughs> that is part of the pod and like he little hacks on his little keyboard to get to do the hacking 
And then when he takes too much damage, it like folds back up and you've got to like restart it. So you've got to, but yeah, he's just like this goofy little robot in his little, oh my God. It's just incredible. There's so, sorry, it's the most charming game and they, it's so good. That is adorable. And, yeah. A hacksy, like you just like, okay, there's the hacking pod. And then you look at it and you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? This is too cute. <laughs> um so yeah, I guess that's probably for me the the and the the companions companions that have that I guess I have the strongest feelings for these days. <laughs> Just all of them. <laughs> I mean, really, all of them. I was gonna. I started with Bosco, and then I thought about it as I started talking. I was like, shit, man, they're all fun and interesting, and oh my god, yeah, bravo to that team on so many things, but definitely on their companions. <sighs> the out of um, breath. yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the um so the, the far cry series has mm. like a, a large amount of like different animal companions across multiple games yeah um, and the way companions work in that in those games are you like they they don't like follow you around all the time you can kind of like mm-hmm. call upon them to you know like if you're a sultan of base or whatever and the different companions do different stuff. So if you got like a sniper lady, she'll do sniping, or you can call the guy with the big tank or whatever. But I, each game, I think, has like either two or three different animals. You know, and you can get like a wolf yeah. who's better at stealth or whatever. But my favorite yeah. one out of all of them was the big grizzly bear named Cheese- <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> and he was such a good boy. And it was so fun because he was a, he's a grizzly bear, right? And like, but he's your companion, so you can pet him, and he's cool. But like, it never got old. Like sneaking into a compound and then just summoning cheeseburger, and everybody just flipping shit because they're like, "Oh my god, there's a goddamn bear in here!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He just rips them to shreds and then comes right up and you pet him, and it's like, "Yeah, that's a good boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger the Bear. Cheeseburger the Bear. It's a good name. It's a great name. Yeah, right? I was like, that's so good. I, yeah. I, I don't remember what, what Far Cry it was that he was in, but, yeah, he was the best part of it, whichever one it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I've got Shadow from Dead to Rights. I thought about Shadow from Dead to Rights. Yeah. Yeah. Because you but... get those, Yeah. You can sick them on enemies and stuff. Yeah, and he can br- he brings back like their weapons, so you get ammo, like a good boy. Yeah. Uh, do you have many more? I've got a couple more. Um, I I have two more. Um, okay. Yeah. I've got another quick one. Companion cube from Portal. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that does count. Huh? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I was like, it's not an animal, but it's a companion kind of. <laughs> Not really. Just says yeah. companion in the name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, companion cube, yeah. Um, well, one of, so it was funny. Earlier I said I didn't have any more dogs, but I completely forgot about this dog. Um, from uh, Rule of Rose, which is a horror game on the PS2. named brown who follows you around and is such a sweet boy Um, yeah and that game is fucked up (laughs) 
like a lot of nasty shit happens in that game and you you come across the dog like being beaten by some kids oh and so you like you chew him off or whatever so he has a strong bond to you and he's great because it's a horror game so he helps you he warns you of danger he'll help you like fight enemies but you can also oh. like the the main sort of mechanic of rule of rose is like exploration yeah and it revolves around the dog so you, any item you find it can be you know like a plot item it could be a key it could be like a weapon you can have the dog sniff it and if oh. he's within a certain radius of something related to that item, he will, like, walk you to it. Oh. So you can have him, like, sniff the gun, oh. and if he's like, oh, there's bullets nearby, he'll take you to him, you know? Or it's like, hey, there's this key. He's like, okay, like, he'll find you there. Um, and sometimes it's like, it can be just sort of weird things, like, oh, he'll take you, like, you know, if you show him an apple, he'll take you to another healing item or something. But yeah. there's a ton of secrets and weird things in the game where, like, you can only find them if you give him certain things to sniff, um, and it helps you navigate the the world. But it was cool, yeah. And he's a he's a good boy. That's really cool. That's that might be the best use of dog in, like <laughs> game that I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, Rule of Rose is a game that, like, I mean, it's it's a PS2 horror game, so it's kind of clunky in a lot of ways. And yeah. The, the combat is just bad. And not in, like, a good, <laughs> bad way, like Silent Hill, you know? Like, just yeah. just bad. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a game that I, I, I think desperately needs a remake because it's story and it's atmosphere and it's horror. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's like it could do with a... like any, And the dog stuff, too, is really cool, but sometimes you end up just going on, like, this sort of, like... Uh, you know, like, oh, a piece of candy. Oh, a piece of candy. Kind of thing. Where, like, dog leads yeah. you here, then dog leads you here. And you're like, okay, like, I wish this would happen a little more organically. But, but yeah, yeah, his name's Brown. You rescue him. And he is forever grateful. I I fucking love that mechanic, though. That's that's the coolest dog mechanic I think I've ever heard of in a game. It's neat, yeah. And and so the, the game, too, like, it takes place on an airship like a giant zeppelin. Oh, cool. So the whole game is this one location, but if, you know, it's obviously huge. Yeah. Um so he kind of helps you navigate where to go and helps doing backtrack and and finding like, you know, doors that are previously locked or you know, you find like a oh, this girl's gone missing and you leave her bow. You're like, "Well, tell me the direction to go." And he kind of helps you. It's it's good. You know, it's 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 yeah. indicators on where to go in like a natural way within the setting. Yeah. I mean, you know, plenty of people have dogs, like, point things out in games, but that you, like, that you do the full-on, like, here, sniff this, go find it. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is really cool. Yeah, really neat. Um, uh, yeah, it was a cool idea, and I'm I'm surprised games haven't really done that. Because you're right, they'll do it where it's like, oh, the dog will be like, oh, here's the secret thing right here, or here's yeah. the treasure, you know, but yeah. But, like, yeah, having a dog, yeah, that's that's really cool. That, that is my last dog for real. <laughs> okay. My last dog is from Final Fantasy VI slash American Three. Um it's Interceptor. There's the there's like the assassin character named Shadow mm-hmm. and his dog Interceptor, who's like a Doberman. And uh, this is one I found that I hadn't really thought of that I found when I was looking things up. And I was like, oh, shit, I remember this dog. And then I was like reading like what happens in the game. And I was like, shit, this is this is this is nice. 
so they come as a pair, Interceptor and uh, and Shadow, and like Interceptor doesn't like anybody but Shadow, but then you come across like Interceptor's original owner, which Shadow doesn't know about. Uh, there's a scene where a lot of characters are in danger. They're in like a burning building. And Shadow, the assassin, is like, I don't really care about that. I'm not going to go. Like, pretends to be asleep. Uh, but Interceptor, the dog, goes in. And, like, basically all the other characters get, like, knocked out. And it's just the dog fighting off all of the monsters that are attacking. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, it's just cool. It's just legit. Like, it's just good dog, good boy stuff. Um, <laughs> Classic good boy behavior. <laughs> classic good boy behavior but yeah it's 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 kind of a cool thing i felt like those games did a good job tugging on my heartstrings uh when i was young at least um yeah so i don't know i i just uh i probably should have put it before deep rock galactic because clearly that's what the one i'm most stoked about <laughs> as far as companions go but it's just a cool thing i i just like i don't know just liked being reminded of interceptor and it's a good name for a dog too. Good that is name a pretty. For, uh, I was going to say that's a really dog. cool name. Interceptor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed rereading that and being like, oh, that's a that's a cool scene where like this dog just seems like it's going to be an inert companion mm-hmm. to you know one of your your party members, but in fact like has his own feelings and desires and is actually more heroic than the character he's assigned to <laughs> that's great uh, yeah yeah i never played six i played seven eight and nine and then like i think i played a bit of final fantasy 15 but of like the old school ones i never played six yeah. interesting yeah that was uh it was cool um yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I remember liking it. It's a, They always did a really cool thing on those old ones where you would go into different worlds or the world would change. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say it's six that gets a full-on apocalypse version of the world. Okay. Um, like, like the char- characters get knocked out after a main battle and then it's like ten years later and the world is shit. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and I want to say it's Final Fantasy that was in the American Final Fantasy two, where there was like yeah, I mean I know it was where there's like an entire underworld map of like a lava kingdom, and then there's you go to the fucking moon, and you're on the moon. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was I mean, but yeah, Final Fantasy th- American three, Japanese six, um. Yeah, like you, all the characters get separated, and you've got to like re-, re gather the team back up and stuff like that. That's the one with the opera in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to find yeah you have to find them again, everybody. Well, nice. Yeah. What's your last one, Jared? All right, we don't need to talk about this too long because I think everybody knows this. But I was like, well, if coming to Animal Companions, I got to go right back to my childhood, some of the earliest gaming memories, right? Mm-hmm. Man, it's got to be Pikachu. <laughs> it's got to be Pikachu. I mean, you know, it's Pikachu. There's Pikachu is cute. Many other Pokemon, but the first Pokemon game I had was was Yellow, which was like the 
redo of like what red and blue like the first ones you know mm-hmm. and in that one you have pikachu as your companion and i love i mean as many people my age i played a shitload of pokemon back in the day mm-hmm. so yeah i mean pikachu and you know what I liked about it too in those old games is that you know you could collect all these Pokemon, but when you were walking around the hub world, mm-hmm. Pikachu was walking around with you, <laughs> and I loved that he was just next to you the whole time, and I was like, yeah. So yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> yeah, Pikachu. <laughs> like every, everybody knows Pikachu. Pikachu's cute. That like, gets whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just there's some of the earliest memories of like a quote-unquote pet in a game and i just in the the original gba ones like having him like just be on the map like walking around with you makes all the difference you know yeah 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 that's true it's nice doing that um that game i've been playing uh i was a teenage exo colonist yeah i remember you talking about that yeah, it's really good, but you can get um, you can get pets in that game, and in fact, all of your pets, like you can get up to four pets, and they will all be walking around with you, oh, cool. <laughs> whenever you're doing stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you can you can turn it off, like you can set it so that they won't show up if you're like this is too much shit on the screen, um, but generally they will just follow you around, and you can pet them. That's cute. Yeah. Well, nice. That's a lot of good companions. Talking about a lot of animals. It's been nice. Talking about a lot of animals. You didn't realize it, Jared, but we talked about exactly 13 companions today. Oh my god. If you don't believe me, listeners at home, go back and listen to this whole episode again. I double dog dare you. Yeah, I need to go. It's, uh, it's been an hour that I've had headphones on talking to you. I need to go check that someone isn't dead or destroyed part of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then we'll skedaddle. Uh, for those of you who are enjoying this podcast but want to know other places to find Devolver Digital, congratulations. You can find Devolver Digital on a myriad of other platforms. You've ruined the way I say myriad, by the way. Myriad. Um, it's like pyramid. <laughs> what you know like the egyptians built the pyramids the pyramids <laughs> that's an unique way to say it uh, uh. <laughs> but uh you can find us on the flaming remain on x twitter i guess oh. we could just call it that yeah, call that it works out yeah yeah x twitter um devolver digital we have a discord discord.gg slash devolver digital mod kick runs a tight ship over there um all kinds of announcements and you can find uh you can find your way to the discords for all of our other games from there we have twitch.tv slash devolver digital and an instagram for devolver digital if you want ads for games in your instagram feed that are actually ads that you asked for god instagram is a fucking shit show these days you can't see anything that you actually want to see sorry i'm just ranting about how instagram doesn't isn't good anymore uh we got a facebook for some reason you follow video game publishers on facebook you can do it there follow devolver digital there uh i'm not a good hype man i'm not doing a good job of being like come on follow us us don't you love follow, follow us here but you can these are all options that you have available to you and if you're into it go ahead please uh, and TikTok. If you like TikTok, Zach 
Gelling makes fine-ass TikToks. Award-winning TikToks. I don't know if you know this, Jared. He won an award for his TikToks. You can, okay, hang on. You can win awards for, of course you can win awards for TikToks. Not to my knowledge. He hasn't won any awards for TikToks, but he should. If they gave awards for TikToks away, Zach's TikToks for Devolver Digital would, would win them. Uh, I, I thought you might have been fucking with me, but then I'm like, no, they're they're definitely are like if the fucking like webbies are a thing, then there has yeah, to be that's some true. kind of TikTok. The tickies. Sort of, yeah. Oh god, don't call them that. That sounds awful. Uh, I got a ticky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you got to do? You got to you got to take your tickies. wins where you can get them, Jared. <laughs> Just give me an award. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Praise me. Praise me. Um. But yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's did show. I get them all, Jared? I think that's so, That's the show. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, if you, uh, if there are any honorable mention, if there are any animal companions or any kind of companions, obviously we're not restricted to animals, uh, there is a Fortcast channel at the Devolver Discord. Uh, we do read it, uh, and you can let us know um, what, uh, what companions you love, which ones we missed that deserve mention. Uh, and we will apologize profusely for forgetting to mention them. Absolutely. Shame Jared in the comments. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.